Good morning, and welcome to worship at First United Methodist Church. You may have noticed some beautiful flowers behind me. Uh, the sunflower arrangement is in honor of the, the choir and musicians for their dedication to the church, and the rosebud is in celebration of the birth of the daughter of David and Tracy Wooten. Words, uh, ways you can be connected this week at First United Methodist Church. Uh, this coming Sunday, next Sunday, will be the blessing of the animals. And this is new to me, so if you want to see your pastor get out of her comfort zone, I invite you to come at 10 o'clock next Sunday in the green space just beyond the portico. Also this week, uh, if you have a musical inclination at all, or would just like to, to celebrate the Lord with music, we have the handbells, which are uh, practicing on 4.30 on Wednesday. If you'd like more information about that, see your worship bulletin. Also, on October 1st, there will be a Sunday school open house. If you're looking for a way to grow in your faith and learn more, uh, you're invited to participate in that as all the Sunday school classes will be uh, greeting and meeting with folks and will also be kicking off a renewed emphasis on children's Sunday school and youth Sunday school. Don't forget this Wednesday night is a call charge conference. It is virtual and it is to uh, vote on the sale of the details of the parsonage. So if you're on the Board of Stewards, you will automatically get a link to that meeting. And if you are not but would like to participate, contact the church office and we will send you a link. Let us prepare ourselves for worship with prayer. Holy Spirit, come among us to empower us, renew us, and revive us in faith so that we might be fully present to you and we might be equipped to share with the world the love of Jesus. It is in his name we pray. Amen. Please stand and worship with us.
may be seated. And as you're being seated, children are invited to go with Miss Catherine to Children's Church. And um, a word about Miss Catherine, the fall festival will be October 24th, and I know she will be 25th, and she will be collecting cupcakes for that, and more details of what she needs will be coming later. Thank you. As we go uh, to our time of worshiping God with our morning offering, uh, I give thanks for all of you gathered here today and your gifts to God's church. If you would take a moment and register your attendance in the pew pad, or if you're worshiping with us online, if you would register a comment so we'll know who's with us, we would appreciate that. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I do give thanks for all your children gathered here today in worship. I give thanks for the gifts they bring, the, their heart for you that they bring, and acknowledge that we all come from different places with different concerns and, and needs, and we just lay those at your feet. Praying, God, that you would bless us and hold us in your hands, that you would be with those uh, that we're praying for daily who are on our heart, that you would bless those who are sick and mourning, that you would be in the middle of the needs of this community, our nation, and our world. And God, do, not only do I thank you for the presence of, of those gathered here, but the gifts they bring to you, whether that be here in the offering plate or what uh, is given online and through electronic giving. God, this isn't just about this church and its mission, but it's about your mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. So I pray, dear God, that you would help us all participate in that mission. You would bless these gifts and send them forth to work across this land. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. If the ushers will come forward.
So we're in the middle of a sermon series, Get in the Game. Uh, this series is based on illustrations from the world of football and how they apply to the church. So for today, the illustration is about recruiting. Recruiting is big business when it comes to college football. And I have good news for you SEC fans Last year, for the 2023 year, six of the top ten recruiting classes happened to be SEC schools or will be SEC schools in the next year. That means that there are guaranteed to be championships, good games, and great things yet to come. And in case you're wondering, the number one recruiting class for 2023 was the University of Alabama. Although we've, I know, uh, 
right? Although we've yet to see the fruit be born. Now, recruiting is also big business for the church. Recruiting is the main mission of the church. It is what Jesus commissioned and called us to do. We are called. The mission of the church is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. If you have your Bibles, I uh, invite you to turn to the 10th chapter of Romans, verses 13 through 17. Romans 10, 13 through 17. Hear the good news. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how are they to call on one whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all have obeyed the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the word of Christ. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and how it challenges us and blesses us and makes us think about our role in the body of Christ. And as we examine your word today, I pray that the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing and acceptable unto you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The long-term greatness of any football team is not necessarily what happens on the field any given Saturday. It is likely what happened in a living room high schools in a, a particular visit four and five years ago. Recruiting is essential for the greatness and legacy of any football program. I've heard that if you take a national championship team and trace it back several years, you will likely find that that team was part of one of the top recruiting classes with several blue chip players. A school that has a history of landing top recruits usually is able to build a legacy program that is self-sustaining and continues to grow with more recruits. This would only make sense because in order to play at those top levels of football, you have to have great raw talent. Yes, a coach can coach it out of someone, and yes, uh, Athletic facilities and, and all those things can make a player better, but ultimately it's the talent they bring to the game. It's their size and athletic ability which makes all the difference. The caliber of the players determine the quality of the team. Not only is recruiting essential for the greatness of the football team, it's also important to the staff. It's very important to the staff. Because the staff knows they need the talent. They also know that boosters and uh, critics are more likely to give grace when they realize it's a uh, building year and the good things are yet to come. Coaches spend a lot of their time recruiting. 
Countless hours go into phone calls, attending combos, uh, writing emails, consulting with coaches, looking at, at film of high school athletes, and making visits. Some programs even offer financial bonuses to coaches if they happen to land a top recruiting class. Good recruiting is important when it comes to a program. And it's not only big business within the college, also it is with outside, outside the college. If you scroll around the internet, you'll find blog after blog, website after website dedicated to recruiting. People are making money from, from this business, speculating, looking at blue chip players, looking at where players land. Recruiting is also big business when it comes to the life of the church. In fact, it is the main business. Jesus commissioned his disciples uh, to make disciples of all nations, going and teaching them, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Great Commission is simply a call to recruit. We do not exist for the sake of self, but we exist to share the good news of Jesus. We exist to pass it on. We exist to tell others. Our work is to show Jesus and invest in the life of others so that they might know grace as we have known grace. In the scripture reading for today, Paul gets right to the heart of the matter. Paul tells it like it is. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how will they know unless someone tells them? And how will someone tell them unless they are sent? Yes, we're all responsible when it comes to calling on the name of the Lord. Every one of us. Paul's people heard the good news and yet they did not respond. They, uh, they rejected that. We all have the opportunity to accept or reject. But someone has to share. Someone has to tell. And that is what Paul is saying in this letter to uh, the Romans. It is a responsibility and a work of those who believe to go and share and tell. How are they to believe in the one whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear if, without someone to proclaim him? And how are they to proclaim him if they are never sent? And Paul concludes this section by saying, So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes from the word of Christ. This word from Paul not only reminds us of challenges he was facing in his ministry, but our role and responsibility as followers of Jesus. We have a story to tell. So what is, is your story? How do you fit into this? You know, I think about my own life and people who invested in me. You might be like me and someone brought you to church at a very young age your story might be different but for all of us there's likely people who shared and told us who encouraged us in the faith that might be Sunday school teachers or parents or aunts or uncles or friends or a neighbor across the street we all have a team of recruiters led us here today and we are called to continue that message so how will they know if they have not heard? And how will they know if no one recruits them? Yes, the Holy Spirit works. And there's cases where God, like in the life of Saul to Paul, meets people where they are. 
and en- encourages them and, and converts them. But most of the time, it's that team that I talked about. It is that team of followers. People know because they hear God's presence and power within us. And we are sent to such a task because of the Great Commission. God sent the Holy Spirit to those first followers at Acts. And the Spirit has been with us today so that we might go and tell. Jesus in the Gospel of John states, I will ask the Father and he will give you an advocate, the Holy Spirit, to be with you forever. The Holy Spirit came to empower Christ's followers to be as Jesus in the world. And we are so empowered. They were sent and we were sent so that others might hear. These questions from Paul are called to make you think. How will people know? And what is my role? How am I being sent to share the good news? And this leads me back to something I just shared and is true in the life of college football. Recruiting is a team effort. The fact is... Nick Saban and Hugh Freeze cannot do all the recruiting on their own. That is not logistically possible. It takes a team. The assistant coaches are very valuable in the recruiting effort. In fact, most assistant coaches spend their time in the offseason simply recruiting. It's that important to the team. And it's important that everyone on Team First United Methodist Church is invested in recruiting. It's not my job or simply the job of the staff. Recruiting isn't what happens in here on Sunday morning at 9 and 11 or on Thursdays at 5.30. It's ultimately what happens on the outside of this church. And come think about it, as part of this team, you might be the best recruiter we've got. Let me share that again. You might be the best recruiter we've got. We are a team together and we're in this together. And how you invite and show the love of Christ and interact with others is a witness to how Jesus can change a life and make a difference. So how would the church be different if we all took seriously the call to recruit? Well, I think that this church would be as full as Bryant Denny or Jordan Hare on a Saturday. I think we would have to bring out the seats. I think there would be so much excitement in our children's and youth programs and Wednesday nights would be overflowing. But not only that, I think we could do more with our clothes closet and the ladle of love and the important missions of this church. I think a lot of things could happen through this church. But let's face it, this is not about the institution. It's not about this church because the kingdom is bigger than First United Methodist Church and it's not about us. I think if we all heard the call to recruit, that this community would be changed and that we would make a difference in issues of of poverty around Gadsden. I also think the church larger would be changed if everyone took a serious call to recruit. The decline that we've experienced in in church across the nation would decrease. Many of the social ills that face our country would, would decrease. And many of the problems 
would be answered. God would work in many of the difficult situations. And the church would be powerful and effective to deal with the woes of our society. But what would happen if we failed to recruit? What would happen if no one shared the good news? There would not be a First United Methodist Church. But again, I say that it's not about this church. It's about the larger church. So what would happen if Christians failed to recruit? There would be no church, period. Because the truth is, we do not inherit our faith. Yes, you could have grown up in a good Christian home, and that could have made all the difference in your life, but ultimately, you have to make that choice for yourself. And so, our recruiting is within our family. It is within our neighbors. It is around us. And if we do not share the love of God in Jesus Christ, God's bride, the church, will be dead in one generation. That, that is truth. That is truth. And that just highlights the importance of recruiting within Christ's church. And the truth be told, recruiting not only means a lot to the church and the health of a church, but it means a lot to us. You know, it's, it's very powerful to our own soul when we remember, when we tell the story of how Jesus works in our lives. Curtis Zachary puts it well when he said, We understand that the message of the gospel introduces the lost and hopeless people to the life of hope through Jesus. But disciples continually need to be reminded of that message of hope too. As we remember the despair that we are delivered from because of the person and work of Jesus, we experience heartfelt joy and a sense of motivation to share the hope of rescue for others. In sharing Christ, we experience joy and hope. And we have the blessing of building Christ's kingdom. We're part of a team that shares the love of Jesus. And we're a part of a team that fulfills the Great Commission. If you hear me say anything today, I want you to hear me say this. Just like with any football program, recruiting counts. It's not only important for this church and God's church, it's also important for you and your growth as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Recruiting is not optional. Jesus' words in the Gospel of Mark are this, Go into the world and proclaim the good news to every creature. This message is essential for you. Recruiting is important. Are you up to the task? Amen. Let us pray. God, we have a beautiful message to share. And that is the message of God's love for each and every one of us. For in this world, there is so much brokenness, sin, and, and pain. And we have that message of the bomb, the answer, the healing spirit. The, the transformational God who, who leads us to more in his name. And we just pray, God, that you empower us, equip us, that you make us brave, and um, you help us to share that good news to a hurting world. Help us to be recruiters for the kingdom. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
thank you, um, celebration team, for wonderful worship. And now, if you would receive the benediction, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace.